Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, God's good, isn't he? And there's some good stuff going on around the place. Uh, speaking of Aldinga, I mean, it's a great bunch down there. If you're ever holidaying down there, then uh, spend a weekend at Aldinga. Go and pop into the guys down there. They'd love to see you. And um, we are, we're both here and at Aldinga, we're going to have new front signs put up in the next couple of months. And... Um, just to let the community know we're here. Uh, I was reminded yesterday, again, I was at Woolies just, um, you know, shopping up. And uh, it's funny, in the last few years, um, the, I don't even know, you can't call them checkout chicks anymore. I don't, see, we're so tongue-tied now, aren't we? Uh, the la- nice young lady behind the counter putting the things through. Uh, they can always tell we're vegan because there's like piles of, I had eight bags of grapes and like 12 cucumbers and, you know, just piles of things. And um, she's like, okay, you must be vegan. And uh, I'm like, yes. And it always opens up conversation. So we got talking. She she grew up vegan and uh, everything. And she was just talking to me and she said, what do you do? And uh, always an interesting question. I come up, pastor of a church. And, oh, I've never been to church. Like, she must have been 25. Never been to church. She said, so what do you actually do? And I'm like, wow, like she has no comprehension of what we do in this little building here every Sunday. And yet she lives in the area. She's probably driven past here a a thousand times or more. So we're going to put a big LED sign out the front and we are going to have some, uh, the neighbours are going to love us. (laughs) They are, absolutely. No, there are rules you've got to abide by and we will abide by them. But we are going to tell the community that we are here and uh, we're going to invite them in. And so, uh, yeah, lots of different things, but uh, both here and Odinga, and, uh, you know, we're going to look forward to inviting our community in a fresh new way and, uh, and just welcoming them in. And, and so we'll, we'll get things set up so that it's even easier for people just to feel welcome and be connected and, and come on in. So does that sound good? And then last night, I flowed in at the end of the Persian church service. Any of the Persian guy, I see Sam there. Sam's the only one. You are faithful, Sam. Amazing. Well, they do stay up till like 4 a.m. eating and celebrating. So uh, it's, a, it's a different time zone, you know, these guys. But uh, so I come in last night at the end of their service and they had a pastor down from Brisbane, uh, a guest pastor, preacher. And um, so I'm pulled straight into some demon casting out with Pastor Amin. And I'm not joking. It was straight. Uh, I'm in my trackies. Uh, you know, I just watched the footy and, you know, ha- baseball hat on. And uh, uh, God was delivering some people of demons last night. And, um, and so God is doing good things in our community. And uh, if you ever want to come along and support the Persian guys, come along on a Saturday night. You won't understand a thing. And the, the beat of the worship is completely out of sync with our Australian beat. But let me tell you, they worship beautifully. And uh, they have such an openness and an hunger. I would love, I would love it if each of you would put in your diary to come along at least once this year. 
once this year on a Saturday night and uh, it would bless NASA and Mary so much who are our campus pastors for our Persian church. Come along, pray, just support them, just be there and uh, they would love to see your faces and uh, they just need encouragement. And as I saw again last night, um, you know, there's some battles that they face that are kind of different to us. Uh, they have some strongholds from where they come from that are different from ours. We have our own strongholds, so they need prayer and encouragement. And again, I saw that afresh last night, but God's doing great things. And that's all part of us, okay? So we need to recognize it, be praying, and, and just celebrate them because um, God is doing good things. So let me pray before I share. Lord, we pray that you'd speak to us this morning and... Uh, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you always do good things and that you want to encourage us, sharpen us and strengthen us. And we pray that you would do everything that you want to in our hearts today in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, today I want to share on what I've called kingdom resources. Kingdom resources. And the reason I've called it that is because sometimes in this day and age, people feel underwhelmed. They feel like they or overwhelmed or underwhelmed. They don't have what it takes to make ground in this day and age. Things are moving so fast. Maybe we feel like we're not keeping pace with society, keeping pace financially, keeping pace with our career or whatever the pressures of life are, we can feel sometimes like we're not keeping up. But God wants us to know that he has incredible resources at the ready for you and for me. And sometimes we just need to remember what he has made available to us. We actually have phenomenal resources at our fingertips. I want to explore some of those things today. They're very simple. You've heard them all before, but I want to bundle them up. And, and throw them at you today so that you will be overwhelmed with his goodness. Does that sound okay? All right. Awesome. Well, I'm going to list off some things that you have right now, if you believe in Jesus and you know him, and even if you don't, you have these things available to you anyway. But uh, I'm going to start with the Father. Father God, Isaiah 43, 1 and 4. I'm reading from the message here, which will be up on the screen. It says, but now God's message the God who made you in the first place, Jacob, or you can put your name there, the one who got you started, Israel, or Mardi, or whoever your name is, put your name there. Don't be afraid. I've redeemed you. I've called your name, your mine. When you're in over your head, I'll be there with you. When you're in rough waters, you will not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a, a dead end because I am God, your personal God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I paid a huge price for you. All of Egypt was rich, Kush and Seba thrown in. That's how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. I'd sell off the whole world to get you back, trade the creation just for you. This is a phenomenal little letter for you. If you were feeling a little bit weak or unloved this morning, just take that in. Take that for yourself. This is saying that God the Father wants to fight for you. 
He wants to fight for your heart. He wants to fight passionately for who you are. And if you feel like you're not good enough, let me tell you, you are good enough. You're just the way God wants you. You are the right blend. You're the right recipe. You have all that it takes. Sometimes all we need to do is just believe. Just believe. It's something that the great healing evangelist Smith Wigglesworth used to say. He used to say a phrase, only believe. And he used to preach on that because it's one of the simplest things, but one of the hardest things. So if you are feeling down, if you are feeling anxious, if you feel like you do not have what it takes, I want to encourage you, only believe. Trust in Him. Trust His Word that says when you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a dead end because I'm your God, your personal God. He is your personal God. Isn't that amazing? The Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I paid a huge price for you. God the Father loves you and He wants to see you flourish in the land. He wants to see you and me uh, do everything that He's created us to do. And sometimes we let the world come in and crush us. I, I, um, I've been meeting the last uh, month or so with different people from some other um, areas, I suppose, you know, and just thrashing out and throwing around some ideas politically about how we can make a difference politically in SA. And uh, it's interesting, uh, this week I was meeting with a few guys and uh, one's really strong politically and the other is, is just really strong in a whole lot of other areas, ministry and connections. And, and we're sitting at the table just talking politically, having dinner about how can we do this and uh, we were making some assessments about how things have gone wrong in the past and how... Um, and, and it's quite interesting because halfway through the conversation, one of them says, hey, you're never going to guess who's just over there. And it was one of the leaders of, of one of the political parties. And he said, hey, I know him. And he joined in on us. And I'm sitting and I said to him, did you set this up? Did you, you must have set this up because it was too coincidental otherwise. And so he jumped in on the, He's a believer. He's in on the conversation. And, and so let me tell you, God is doing good stuff behind the scene. And I think he is preparing, and it was interesting, and I, I can't even see if he's here, and I, I don't want to highlight him, but uh, one of the guys um, who's very uh, in the know said uh, at the time, do you know SA you know, is a free state? And is, I mean, I've heard that many, many times. But when he said that, it hit me, we are the free state. We are the free state. SA is the free state. And so wouldn't it be amazing if we can see freedom as in keep our religious freedom and keep our, our, our morality and our biblical truth freedom? Because I'm telling you, there's a war coming. There's a war coming against truth and freedom. I want to take a little uh, sidestep. Is that okay? And it's got nothing to do with sheep. Wow, that, okay, you must be sick of sheep stories if that's the case. Anyway, so I think it was around 15, maybe 18 years ago. So long time for some, not so long for others. I remember being on the church leadership here. And the reason I point out there, because we used to have a transportable building out there, but it vanished. And, um, and we used to have our leadership meetings in there. I remember sitting there and my dad put to the leadership at the time that we need to change the Constitution. 
And, uh, you know, I was still a bit new at this sort of stuff. And, uh, okay, so this is 15 to 18 years ago. And uh, so he put to the leadership at the time that we should put in there some protection of gender and identity. And I remember thinking, why on earth are we talking about gender? And, I, and he even put in there about sex, changing one sex to another gender. And I'm, I had never heard of this. I had not even heard of it. No one had heard of it at leadership. We're all like, what? We're, we're debating this? It's interesting what will come our way. Sometimes we never think it will. Here we are 15, 18 years later, and there is a war on gender, sexuality, and identity. And, and the war will not stop just because we sit in a church building and worship Jesus on Sunday mornings. We have to activate our faith. And so you're going to hear more about this in the coming years because we are going to uh, activate our faith in this arena and there's some exciting stuff going on. And, you know, I'm connecting with some guys even overseas who are, who are good at this stuff. Uh, but, you know, we are the free state and we want to remain the free state. Victoria can do whatever Victoria wants to do. But it, we live in SA. And we want to remain free and be able to preach the gospel, worship Jesus, have a Christian school and not have this other agenda forced upon us. And so I say all that to say, be praying, be thinking and get yourself ready because we are going to call you to some stuff in the coming year or two about how to get activated. I'm not talking about, you know, starting Marty Manuel's political party where you have all... Please, I'm, I, I, don't want any, I, I don't want that. However... However, there's ways and means that we can, uh, as the army of God, actually do something and make a difference. And let me tell you, it's much easier than you think. It's much easier than you think. So, but just, just keep that in mind. What we think is radical and crazy uh, is probably not that far away. I mean, I'm sure some of you, uh, you know, especially if you're my age or older, you look at some of this stuff and you scratch your head going, what are they going to think of next? What are they going to cancel next? What are they going to want to crush next? Well, let me tell you, there are some in even the party that is in government now that doesn't want you and me worshipping like this freely on Sunday mornings. And so we need to be aware of this stuff. We need to know what our politicians believe and don't just believe the television and the palaver because there's a whole lot more to it. And so, listen, God is moving and uh, I want us just to be praying and at the ready. Is that okay? And uh, at the right time and in the right way, I'm not just going to throw stuff at you this morning, or although I already have, but uh, it's just a little premature, right? We want to we get some momentum. But let me tell you, there's some good things happening. Does that sound okay? All right. The Father is on our side. And it's about all we need to know. We know how this thing began it didn't begin with evolution. It began with creation. Our God created the heavens and the earth. And we know how it's going to end. It's going to end with Jesus returning for you and for me. But in between, he's left us with some tools in the toolkit. The first thing is the Father is for us. The second thing is the Son. Matthew 10, 29, 31 says, Are not sparrows sold for very little? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. That's just amazing, isn't it? The very hairs on your head have been counted. Fear not. You are worth more than a flock of sparrows. These are Jesus' words to us, 
to you and to me, showing us the value you have in the kingdom of God. And Jesus is with us. And if he is for us, who can be against us? If Jesus is for us, who can be against us? All of those feelings, all of those thoughts, all of those anxieties and pressures are not enough to crush us if we're with Jesus. Because if he'll look after even one sparrow, even though they're worthless, basically, you are worth way more than that. Way more than that. He values you. He values your life. He values your contribution. He values your gifts and your heart. Don't underestimate your value because he values you. The next one is the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Morphavale, in Odinga, and in all the surrounding regions. This is the point of the Holy Spirit. He didn't leave us alone. When Jesus ascended to the Father, he left us his advocate, the Holy Spirit. And he's an advocate for you and for me. He's a counselor. He's a teacher. But he gives us power. If you feel powerless, get plugged into the Holy Spirit. If you feel like you do not have what it takes, then get plugged into Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It's interesting, even last night I was just reminded while watching Pastor Amin and a few of the others praying, casting some demons out, you know, and there's some strongholds with Islam and all sorts of other things that most of us Australians don't even fathom. But I was just watching this and praying with them and, and I'm like, Wow, this realm is much closer than we think. You know, we, we go about our lives with affluence and, and we just sort of roam around and we, we do our thing. But, you know, the, the enemy will capture us slowly or quickly, whichever way he'll take us. And whatever way he can influence us, he will. And sometimes it's just through boredom. Sometimes it's through really dynamic things. Other times he will get us through temptations and, and other ways. But the truth is we have an enemy and his name is Satan. And he is trying to offend you. He's trying to bring us down. He tries to bring things along our path that will distract us, that will tempt us and that will lead us away from Jesus. But all the while, the Father has sent Holy Spirit so that you shall receive power. And if you've never received power from on high, then I want to encourage you, begin seeking God for His power. I've realized that... Um, I think every generation needs a move of God. And I haven't got a scripture to back that up, but I've got history to back it up. Um, and, and we're kind of coming to that point where, um, where, where we're needing a move of God. And, and we need that fresh, that fresh touch of God upon a generation that, that draws them into his presence and draws them into um, conviction, not by rule, but by heart. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a difference. If we just tell people what they should do and shouldn't do, it doesn't always work. But when God captures one's heart, everything changes. And this is what happens in revival. And uh, Karen and I, you know, in the last few months, we've just been asking the Lord afresh for fresh awakening. And, you know, you're sitting in an anointed chair because we lay hands on these chairs regularly and pray for you. 
and, and who knows what we cast out of you without you even knowing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, but we pray for God's blessing upon you and for healing and for his power and for awakening. And so if you ever sit in that chair and say, hey, this feels good this morning, that's why. It's not just comfortable. It's because there's hands have been laid on it. But just know that God is for you. He's not against you. And there are people who are for you. They're not against you. This is why community is really, really powerful. Meeting together uplifts one another. And so I want to ask you, if you've never received power from on high, begin seeking God for power from on high. Now, some denominations are really strict on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, there's even really hyper versions of it where you're not a Christian unless you speak in tongues. That's not biblical. But then if you scale it back, some uh, uh, people will pray for baptism of the Holy Spirit. They'll force you to speak in tongues. And then you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You walk away, but you don't feel power. What I believe is a spirit-led experience of power. Whether you speak in tongues or prophesy or just feel baptised with fire, it's okay. There's my theology on baptism of the Holy Spirit in 30 seconds. <laughs> but however, however, the Bible promises us power. Now, here's my experience. Sometimes, more often than not, I'm going to say 99 times out of 100, I feel nothing. Nothing. Zero. I know that might sound, you might be feeling sorry for me. It's okay. You can give me a donation afterwards. <laughs> but do you know what? I take it by faith. And this is how I've done it for 25, 30 years now. I take it by faith. I've stood in every prayer line there ever is in this church and in churches all over the city, the nation and the world. I've stood and, and the greatest men and women of God have prayed for me. Every single time they lay hands on me, I receive it by faith. Every single time I receive that anointing by faith. I receive that fire by faith. And what does he do? He fills up your tank because he loves faith. And if you're a person who's never felt anything, it's okay. Keep going. Keep praying. Keep receiving because he still fills you with his fire. He still gives you his fire. And when you stretch out your hands, you have just as much miracle fire as the person who feels the most. Uh, Tony Richards, he's like the biggest feeler I've ever seen. You know, Carol Arnott loves coming here just for Tony because, you know, she is just such a great feeler. And Karen's a great feeler. Many of you are great feelers. You feel God's presence is a good thing because we need people like that in our community as well. But do you know what? It's both. It's both. So I hope that's some just totally random stuff that will help one person maybe who's listening to the podcast in Africa somewhere. <laughs> Here's another resource that you have at your fingertips, angels. Now, some people get caught up on angels, and I, and I don't want to go off on a tangent where you can call angels and command angels to do whatever you like and give them recognition for things that, that are actually done by the Holy Spirit, okay? So that, that's a mistake I see sometimes with people who really focus on angels. It's actually the Holy Spirit. It's God doing stuff, and they say, an angel is telling me this, an angel. Maybe, maybe not, but be careful. It's eggshells, okay? However, however, I always have to put a you know, correction in there theologically, you know? Hebrews 1.14 says this, Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who inherit salvation. Or another term is ministering spirits to those who are part of the family of God. Angels are real. 
angels protect people. They bless people. They do whatever the Father commands. They don't do what we command. They do what He commands. And so it's, it's, it's one of those things that we, we never want to focus too much on angels because remember, they're, they're just like us. They're commanded by God and, and God loves us and He died for you and for me. He didn't die for the angels. And so they're ministering spirits fully commanded by the Lord, not by us. However, it's worth knowing this. Let's read 2 Kings chapter 6, 15, 17. I think I threw that on there. Now, let me give you a little preface to this. And I'm going to just mash it really quickly together. Um, Elisha, the prophet, uh, gets summoned by the king of Israel because an opposing army um, of Aram was coming at them. And, uh, and so we pick it up at this place where the king of Israel was getting scared, okay? And it says, Now when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was circling the city of Israel. And his servant said to him, This is hopeless, my master. What are we to do? And he said, Don't be afraid. For those who are with us are greater than those who are with them. Then Elijah prayed and said, Lord, please open his eyes so that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw and behold, a mount, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Or in another description says, the God of the angel armies became visible. Isn't that interesting? The God of the angel armies, if you're ever feeling absolutely overwhelmed, it could be the enemy, it could be life, it could be circumstances around you. Remember, you have the God of the angel armies on your side. You have heavenly kingdom resources. Sometimes we just got to tap in. Sometimes we just got to open our eyes. See, it's interesting that Elisha the prophet could see it because he was a man of the Spirit. And men and women of the Spirit can see things that people of the flesh can't see. People, And now, you know what? We all have a Spirit. We all have a Spirit. Therefore, we all have access to the Spirit realm. Some people are tuned in more than other people, yes. Some people are gifted more than other people, yes. But I firmly believe in a God who has made accessible the spiritual realm to us who have Jesus Christ living inside of us. And if we're filled with His Holy Spirit, He begins to enlighten us. We begin to see things and discern things that in the natural you cannot see and you cannot discern. And so there's times when opposition will come where we will begin to look and we'll be able to go, well, that doesn't matter because I can see the victory. I can see the God of the angel armies has already provided the solution. I can see kingdom resources are already available for me. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, angels. These are phenomenal resources at your fingertips. So what are we worried about? You know, it's so funny when the Bible just says, don't worry. I think it's either Psalm 35 or Psalm 37 just starts by saying, don't fret. Don't fret. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? Don't fret. Don't worry. 
Don't be anxious about tomorrow because you have the Father on your side. You have the Son on your side. You are filled with power from the Holy Spirit. And you have the God of the angel armies surrounding you. Sometimes we just got to tap in. Tap into those resources. And if you've been going skew if and things haven't been working out, begin to tap in. Align yourself with the kingdom resources. Here's my final one. If you haven't got enough in your toolkit today, to be an assault on the enemy and to take ground this week, then here's one more. The Word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Now listen, we have in our house a lot of swords and knives and machetes, okay? It's a, it's a confession. And uh, we're, we're, you know, uh, some of us in our families are, uh, are collectors. And uh, so we have samurai swords. We have uh, old, old ancient swords. We have knives, more knives than you can throw a knife at. And, and um, you know, ev- everything, go, you know, hunting and whatever. But um, anyway, so I know a little thing about knives. And let me tell you, when Balin sharpens a knife, it gets sharp. And he has a samurai, a katana, sorry. Uh, And this katana is specially ordered, specially engraved and perfectly made by weight and balanced and everything. So this is legit. And um, he's sharpened that thing and we've done Fruit Ninja. Any, Any of you got the Fruit Ninja app? Fruit Ninja? No, okay, maybe that's five years old now. Uh, anyway, it's where you throw fruit in the air and, whoosh, you know, you slash it in half. And it's, it's all the better when you get it perfectly in half. Like my beautiful rock melons, I see them split in the garden. I'm like, that took me three months to grow that thing. Anyway, it's good fun. But let me tell you, a sharp sword can cut through anything, cut through absolutely anything. The Word of God is even sharper. Whatever you're going through right now, use the Word of God as your armour. Use it as your warhead and cut through that doubt, cut through that fear, cut through the anxiety, cut through the stress. Whatever you're going through, use the Word of God. It's, it's in your drawer. If you're in a hotel, the Gideon's Bible is sitting there and there. <laughs> and the Word of God is living and active. Living and active, it's not just words on a paper. And when we begin to speak the Word of God into our situation, maybe we have to do it a hundred times. Maybe we have to do it a thousand times. But we begin to swing the sickle. We begin to swing the sword because it's sharp. It's very, very sharp. And it will help you and me get through situations that nothing else will. There's verses in the Bible that have literally dragged me through situations. You know that feeling? And you'll know it. Maybe someone gave it to you 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when you were literally just about dead. And here they come. They put a verse on you and say, this is for you. And you've hung on to that verse or that passage for all that time. And it's an amazing thing when God uses his word in a living, breathing way and pulls you through. That's what the word of God is for. It's sharper than any sword. 
And whatever we're facing or whatever we're going to face, begin to activate the Word of God every day. Activate the Word of God. Speak it over your life. Speak it over your situation. Speak it over your friends and your family. Speak it over you know, yourself, your mind, your career, your finances. Whatever it is, decree the Word of God because it's powerful and it's alive. And it's, it's sitting in our Bibles, in our phones all the time. All the time, living and active, waiting for us who will connect our faith with it and say, yes, let's do this, Lord. I'm going to agree with the Word of God. I'm going to agree with heaven on this particular situation. And I'm sure there's things right now that you're needing answers to. Whatever it is, agree with the Word of God and swing that katana (laughs) straight through. I'm reading a book called The Art of War. Some of you may have heard about it. Uh, It's one of the oldest ancient uh, Chinese manuscripts. I think it's two and a half thousand years old, roughly. Uh, It's been studied by Napoleon, uh, some of the colonels of of various wars uh, throughout history. um, And and many, many leaders uh, of armies have studied this book called The Art of War. It was written by a Chinese um, warrior. And he wanted to study and review what it took to, to really accomplish the art of war. And he talks about discipline. He talks about training. He talks about studying. He talks about reviewing one's self-consciousness, about being in touch with one's own weaknesses. And one, I mean, I'm just reading this like, dude, you just got all this from Scripture. You just got all this from the Bible. The Bible's written, you know, before in the sense of Old Testament, Old Testament uh, knowledge and wisdom. But here we have uh, incredible resources that you and I have every single day. Every single day. Sometimes we've just got to apply it. Begin to apply these things in a new way. And here's what I've found to be true. And this is, this is a balanced version. It's not a hyped version, okay? So what I've found to be true is when we begin to activate these five things that I've shared, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, angels, and the Word of God, when we really take these things seriously, I have found it's two steps forward and one step back. And I'm saying that because I've recognized that it's not just a wham-bam, fix-all solution, drive-through, I want an upgrade, please. It's, it's the Word of God, and there's a reason we need discipline. There's a reason we need perseverance. It's because we have an enemy who will try and push back. Now listen, you're still more powerful than him because you have these five resources. However, it's worth knowing that when we take ground, the enemy tries to take ground. And so what I've learned to be true is that we will begin pressing in and we'll start applying these things in a fresh new way. Okay, I'm going to begin to contending for a new level, a new level of power, a new level of awareness of the Spirit. And I'm going to begin speaking the Word of God over family. And you'll get breakthrough. You'll get breakthrough. You'll get a couple of steps forward. And then something will happen like, ooh, okay, that feels like I'm just going back to square one. Don't worry. You're not going back to square one. It, it's, it, the enemy loves to ghost us, if you know what I mean by that. It's a modern term. He loves to just send things that aren't real things, but they make us feel like they are. They're mirages, enemy mirages. But he makes it feel like you're not taking ground. Let me tell you, if you apply these five kingdom resources today or tomorrow, you are taking ground. And it doesn't matter what comes at you, you keep taking ground. 
keep taking ground. Because if you add it up, five days of taking two steps forward and one step back means you're five steps ahead. It's you making ground. That's pretty good progress. And that's what you and I can activate right now. And so I want us to, in fact, why don't the worship team come up? Is the worship team still, still available? Yeah. I don't know what we got. I'm, I was thinking it's Easter somehow. But, uh, anyway, come on up, guys. Let's stand and uh, we're just going to pray and then we're going to worship together for a minute or two. And uh, even worship, you know, there's so many more I could have added in there, but worship is another toolkit that you and I have. When we engage in worship, you know the enemy doesn't like it. He doesn't like it when you sing praise to Jesus. He doesn't like it when we begin to activate worship and singing and, and rejoicing. And so, man, I don't know what song we're going to sing, Christy. There you go. That's, that sounds good. Um. Yeah, let me just pray and then we, we want to worship together. Lord, we thank you that you are in control and that you've given us amazing resources, amazing resources at our fingertips. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You have phenomenal resources available to you today. Dive in. Dive in. With, make a withdrawal on the Father this morning. He doesn't mind. He's made these things freely available because sons and daughters receive an inheritance. And it's a free gift of grace. A free gift of grace. Thank you, Father, for all of your resources. Lord, I pray this morning for anyone, for anyone who's really going through stuff, who needs to, Withdraw from your amazing resources. I pray even as we worship, there would be transactions taking place where you will fill us with every resource required. And where even we will take ground as a community this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Let's worship together for a few minutes.